The scripture has been read in your hearing. I encourage you to read all of John chapter 21 to gain a greater appreciation for the context of today's message. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help from the topic, getting back on track. Getting back on track. Look at your neighbor wherever you are. You may have a virtual neighbor. Say, neighbor, I don't care what has happened yesterday. You can get back, you can get back on track today. Lord, bless your word. Your words, my mouth. Give us ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Getting back on track. If you have ever had an aspiration, a dream, a hope, a goal, or plan in life, then inevitably you know something about the experience of failure. Anyone and everyone who has had an aspiration, dream, hope, goal, or plan in life has inevitably experienced failure in some way, shape, or form. Every aspiration is not actualized. Some dreams have been deferred. Some hopes did not happen. The goal did not become a reality. And the plan has yet to become a permanent reality in our lives. Who among us has not experienced failure in some way, shape, or form? Failure. We started out on the journey, but we did not cross the proverbial finish line. Failure. We stood before family and friends and said, we shall, we will, we won't, yet we are no longer together as husband and wife. Failure. The door was opened, yet we did not walk through the open door. Consequently, we are now living with the experience of regret, not because the door was closed, but because we didn't walk through the door that was open. Failure. I could have. I should have. If I knew then what I know now, I would have. But for some reason, I did not. Failure. I had the gifts. I had the abilities. I had the talent. I had the connections. Yet, 
I made too many excuses. Consequently, I know something about failure. I did what I said I would never do. I didn't do what I said I would do. Failure. Who among us on this Sunday morning does not have some experience with failure? According to this New Testament text, we witness the most well-known of the disciples, Simon Peter, after an intimate experience with failure. For those of us who know the gospel narratives, we know that Peter was the leader of the apostolic band. Peter was with Jesus at every high holy moment across his three-and-a-half-year life and ministry. Peter, according to John chapter 18, was there on that Thursday night when, Pete Judah, when Judas betrayed our Savior and Lord with a kiss. And earlier in that day, it was Peter who was close to Jesus who declared with bravado and confidence that he would never deny or betray Jesus. Peter does not betray Jesus with the kiss. Peter does not doubt his resurrection. But Peter does what he said he would never do. When things became tight, when the heat was on, Peter denied knowing or having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And the cock crowed. And Peter, according to the words of the old King James, went away sorrowful because Peter did what he said he would never do, which was deny Jesus Christ failure. Yet according to this text, after Jesus has been resurrected, after Jesus has revealed himself to his disciples on more than one occasion, Jesus, as an act of mercy and grace, shows up and offers Peter an opportunity to get back on track. Peter has experienced the bitter taste of failure, yet as an act of mercy and grace, Jesus offers Peter an opportunity to get back on track. And like Peter, there are many of us who have experienced failure and who are in a desperate need to get back on track. Who among us on this Sunday morning in Watch Chapel virtual land does not need in some area of your life to get back on track? We flunked out of school, but Jesus is giving you an opportunity to get back on track. We gave up too soon, but Jesus is giving you an opportunity to get back on track. 
we allowed ourselves to be influenced by the wrong people, places, things, and stuff. But Jesus is giving us an opportunity to get back on track. We have yet to live up to our God-given potential, yet the Lord Jesus is giving us an opportunity to get back on track. We did what we said we would never do. We didn't do what we said we would do, but the Lord Jesus is giving you and I an opportunity to get back on track. Who among us is not hyena happy and peacock proud that the Lord as an act of mercy is giving you and I an opportunity to get back on track? Thank God for an opportunity to get back on track. What does this text teach us? Watch chapel about getting back on track. What does it take? What does Jesus do in the life of Simon Peter that enables Peter to get back on track. First of all, if you and I want to get back on track, we have to embrace the error of our ways. Now, I started out in 12 feet of water. This ain't the kiddie pool. Getting back on track requires that you and I have to embrace the error of our ways. Nobody put a gun to Simon Peter's head and told him to deny Jesus. Nobody made Simon Peter speak over confidently and say what he would never do. And you and I, if we're honest with ourselves have to acknowledge and admit our stuff. Every mistake we've made wasn't because somebody else. Ain't nobody going to say amen to this kind of preaching. Every failure wasn't because of Jim Crow. Every failure we've experienced wasn't because what our mama or daddy did or did not do. Everything we have messed up on in life and dropped the ball has not been because of what our husband or what our wife did or did not do. There are some times when we have to grow up to a point where we got to put our big girl shoes on, our big boy shoes on, and say, I can't play the blame game and blame mama, blame daddy, blame the white man, blame Jim Crow, blame racist police officers. I got to own and admit my own stuff. And getting back on track requires that you and I embrace the error of our ways. Nobody made us snort cocaine. Nobody made us hang on the yard all day, all night, not do our homework. Consequently, we flunked out of school. Nobody made you go to Girls Trip 2020 when you couldn't pay your mortgage. Nobody made you act a fool and act out as if you were single and you've been married 20 years. Nobody made us spend what we did not have. Nobody made you choke and cuss your boss out. 
on track requires that we embrace the error of our ways. So if I want to get back on track, I got to embrace the error of my ways. Until I embrace the error of my ways, I'm always going to play the middle school blame game. I did it because he or I did it because she. Nah, I got, if you grown, be grown. It was me. Getting back on track not only requires that I embrace the error of my ways, Getting back on track requires that I accept my assignment. Jesus confronts Simon Peter and raises the question three times, do you love me? And this is an illustration of Peter denying Jesus three times. Consequently, Peter embraces the error of his ways because he is reminded of the three occasions where he denied Jesus. But now, as Jesus and Peter are engaged in a dialogue, Jesus is challenging Peter not just to embrace the error of his ways, but Jesus is also encouraging Peter to accept his assignment. Peter's assignment is to be an under-shepherd of the people of God and to follow Jesus Christ. Peter has an assignment that is unique and particular. And like Peter had an assignment that was unique and particular, all of us have an assignment that is an assignment of fellowship and feeding. As a shepherd, he ought to feed. As a disciple, he ought to follow. And preacher, tell me, make it plain to me. Our assignment as disciples of the Lord Jesus in 2020, 2021 is the same assignment. There is somebody we need to feed and there's a savior we need to follow. As a Christian, I ought not just eat. As a believer, I ought to be feeding somebody. There's somebody younger, there's somebody less mature, there's somebody who's looking up to me, there's a mentee, there's a protege who I ought to be feeding. But if I'm going to feed, I got to make sure I am following. We never get so holy, we never get so spiritual that we are above following the Lord Jesus Christ. And as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, in order to get back on track, I got to accept my assignment, which requires me to feed and follow. And let me help somebody on this Sunday morning. If you are going to feed other people, you got to make sure you are following the Lord Jesus Christ. You can't give what you don't have. And if you are not, are not allowing God to pour into us, we will not have anything to give those who are looking up to us, who are being influenced by us, who are looking to you and I for leadership and affirmation. You got to give what you got. And if you have nothing worthwhile giving because we are not engaged in fellowship, then you and I will be giving the wrong stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Accept our assignment. 
feed and follow. Embrace the error of our ways. But getting back on track doesn't just require that we accept our assignment. It just doesn't require that we embrace the error of our ways. Getting back on track requires that we cease comparisons. As Jesus is talking to Simon Peter, Simon Peter, <laughs> embraces the error of his ways. Simon Peter accepts his assignment. Simon Peter has the nerve to raise a question to Jesus in the presence of John who is the author of this particular gospel, who also writes 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, who is the proverbial disciple that Jesus loves, who happens to be in the proximity. And Simon Peter, because all of us have a degree of defensiveness, says, all right, I, I own my stuff, but what about him? I know I denied you three times, but what about, it's amazing how we always try to deflect attention from us. I know I messed up, but what about them? What, what about now you? Jesus says, if you're going to get back on track, embrace the error of your ways, accept your assignment, but I need you to cease comparisons. Simon Peter wants to compare himself to John lest the light shine on him too much. And either we compare ourselves for one or two reasons. There is no good comparison or fair comparison. I Somebody help me preach this. I don't know about you. I've never heard a fair comparison in my life. No comparison is fair because we don't know anybody's whole story. We know what we know. We know the piece of the story that we know. Stop comparing yourself to people. We compare ourselves to people either to feel good about ourselves or to have a pity party for ourselves. Neither is holy, neither is going to help us grow or mature. We run our own race. And Jesus says, if you want to get back on track, you got to cease comparing yourself to somebody else. Peter, I want you to run your own race. Don't compare yourself to John. Sisters, stop comparing yourself to Instagram models. Brothers, stop comparing yourself to folk on TV. Couples, stop comparing yourself to Jay-Z and Beyonce. You don't have that kind of paper. Churches, stop comparing yourself to the church around the corner and don't allow anybody to compare you to somebody else to make you feel less than or more than. If you love me, then love me for who I am 
have warts at all. I'm chocolate. I'm this. But if you love chocolate, just love chocolate. If you love me, then just love me. Don't love me in comparison to somebody else. If you were more like, no, I ain't. Ain't trying to be, ain't gonna be. If we're going to get back on track, cease comparisons. If I'm going to get back on track, I got to accept my assignment. If I'm going to get back on track, I got to embrace the error of my ways. If I'm going to get back on track, I have to have faith that failure is not final. I don't know who I'm talking to on this Sunday morning, but the good news is that failure is not final. And too many of us have fallen down in life but have never gotten back up because we have believed the satanic, demonic lie that failure is final. I don't care how you have failed. Your failure is not final. God has the final word in your life. God is too good. You are too young. God is too miraculous. You've seen too much, overcome too much to believe the lie that failure is final. I know you messed up, but failure is not final. I know they filed for divorce and said you'll never find another me, but failure is not final. I know you dropped out of school, but failure is not final. I know you got let go and you're having a hard time finding a job, but failure is not final. I know you did something you said you would never do, but failure is not final. I know you went somewhere you said you would never go and did some stuff you said you would never do and didn't do some stuff you said you would do, but failure is not final. Who among us knows about the amazing, miraculous grace of Almighty God who can pick you up, turn you around, wipe you off, dust your shoulder off, turn you around in a new direction, and give you a new start in life. Does anybody here have a testimony? I messed up more than one time, more than five times, more than 10 times. Doggone it, I got to stop counting. But praise be to God, failure has never been final in my life. I got up this morning, he cleaned me off, he dusted me off gave me a new chance and I'm running I'm pressing I'm believing I'm going the second mile I'm going the third mile I'm back on track 
get back on track. Get back on track. Get back on track. Embrace the era of your ways. Don't point at somebody else's errors. No, embrace your stuff. You cussed. Yeah, you did it. You filed bankruptcy. Nobody, no, you did. Accept your assignment. Feed and follow. Cease comparisons. And have the faith that failure is not final. You can get back on track. I don't care how bad you failed. I don't care what is in your past. I wish Earl Simmons could have heard this sermon. I need all my hip-hop heads to say amen. I wish Somebody needs to hear this word. Failure's not final. You can get back on track. There's a God who loves you unconditionally. There's a God who sits high and looks low. He loves you. God is willing to give you an eye, an opportunity to get back on track. You're saved. You're not saved. You need a church home. I want you to go to the Contact Us tab. Unite with Watch Chapel today, my sister, my brother, a family, a couple. You need to get back on track in some way, shape, form in your life. Jesus is willing to help you, not judge you, not condemn you, but help you. We serve a God who's willing to help us, meet us where we are. If you're in a gutter, he can meet you in the gutter. You in a penthouse, he meets you in the penthouse. He is no respecter of persons. Our choir is coming to bless us. Go to the Contact Us tab right now, wherever you are, my sister, wherever you are, my brother. Come now. Go now.